0: Um, the average price of a home in Canada now flirting with $900,000. And a lot of people say, oh, that's Toronto and Vancouver that are really skewing that number. And that's true. But even if you just remove them, okay, if you take those two um, cities out that are, as we know, astronomical, it's still over $600,000 for an average home in Canada. So it's not just those cities everywhere seeing some pretty massive increases. What happens when that ends? How does it end? Will this bubble burst? Um, our next guest says, yeah, pretty good chance it will. Tony Stilo is the Director of Canada Economics at Oxford Economics. He joins us now. Tony, thanks for your time. appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. So before we get to how this ends, let's go into how we got here. I mean, when we see 21% year over year, that's crazy. How? What happened to make that possible? a variety of things. And
1: actually, uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, house prices are going to be up about 50% just in the, that two-year period. We've never crazy. seen anything like that in Canada before. It was rock-bottom interest rates. Um, obviously, we have a lot of latent demand for housing, but there was a shift in, in, in preferences. People were trying to avoid urban centres and, and, and moving into, away from condos and, and, and the like to get into uh, the, the detached housing, and that met basically that surge of demand met uh, a very limited supply. And then you throw speculators and investors in yeah. the mix,
0: and we saw quite a, uh, a boom. And like you say, we've never seen anything like that before, right? No. Um, now, uh, the expectation is it's, it's unsustainable, and we're seeing some changes in the economy, and things are moving in different directions. So do you anticipate uh, that, that bubble, if we want to call it that, bursting soon?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping it's, it's a gradual deflation rather than a bursting. Uh, we're looking for a, a few triggers. I think just where, as we talked about, the market itself is just so out of whack with um, basically household incomes. And it's in an unprecedented and unsustainable territory. Then you've got rising interest rates, which the Bank of Canada has started on that path, and we, we see it continuing. And on top of that, um, to get at the speculator side, the federal government and the uh, Liberal government during the election, and even in the mandate letters that Prime Minister Trudeau sent to the Minister of Housing, is looking for a variety of of new policies to uh, basically attack that uh, speculator component anti flipping taxes, vacant home taxes, banning foreign buyers for a temporary period. So So we see those as being the key triggers. Yeah. uh, And likely uh, to see something. Um, turning um, later this year, by the autumn. That quickly? Well, it's actually not that quick. We still see the market's kind of um, prices rising. I just was taking a look at the prices in Alberta, and they've actually picked up quite a bit in the in the, in the new year. I think there might be individuals trying to beat the, the rate increases, um, and, and there's still a limited supply. Uh, things have started to show signs of easing, but I think it's still early to say we're looking for the market to crest during the summer and, and start that turn in the autumn.
0: What kind of a turn are we talking about? What are you seeing as sort of, uh, the, what What kind of a drop are you anticipating here? I'm anticipating
1: quite a big drop. I think we need one, uh, and, and it'll be actually return to mar- the market and the, to a more healthy balance. 24% is what we're Whoa. looking for. That sounds scary, But in the context of a 50% rise, it still really retraces a part of that, and prices after that correction, which I think will take about close to two years, so middle of 2024, they'll still be 15% above where they were before the pandemic.
0: Okay. So, I mean, when you hear that number, 24% drop, it sounds like, oh, my goodness, that's enormous. But based on the incredible growth that we've seen, really, it's not that dramatic, I guess.
1: Well, it is still going to be, have some implications for the economy, mm-hmm. but I don't think it, it, it'll lead um, to a recession or undue stress for financial sector. You can never know for sure. Yeah. It could cascade into something worse. You can never know, and there's so much going on. We, you know, I've been at, in this for a, a long time, and I've been asked many times, have we been in, in, in periods of this much uncertainty? And I'd like to say no, it's definitely not. The past two years, now with the global tensions that are at play as well, quite an unprecedented time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the uncertainty is something that we're sort of getting used to after this past couple of years. When you talk about the impact it could have, you're saying you don't think it's going to trigger a full-on recession. What kind of things can people look for?
1: Well, you, you can look for basically, um, um, I'd say prices obviously falling. Uh, you'd see sales dropping quite a bit. Um, you can see a little bit less uh, Consumer spending as, as people kind of don't have to buy furniture and, and, and other things for those homes. There is a knock on effect. It's sort of as a concept economists call a wealth effect, you know, people feel wealthier when their the house values go up. Mm-hmm. I think this price boom has been too quick, and I don't think it's been registered into any uh, individual's home, uh, the home values but into their kind of um, expenditures in a big way. Um, for example, my house has gone up, and if it drops back, it has really had no impact on sure. my, my spending behavior. And I think there's a lot of people like that. Uh, yeah, I think,
0: so. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if, you sort of, if you're in the same house and you've always operated the way you always have, the, the huge spike and, and then coming back down really won't make much of an impact on you. Um, how much do the... Uh, we've already seen some interest rate hikes and we're anticipating a, a lot more over the course of the next year. How much does that play into driving things back down to a, a more manageable level?
1: Well, it does. And, and, and as an example... Uh, we're looking to comb- for the combination of higher interest rates and this current um, uh, price growth to push that affordability metric that we talked about for Canada as a whole. It's about 19% as of the end of 2021 above what, city average household, typical household can afford. By mid-year, we're looking for that to double to be 38% above, and that's a combination of both rising interest rates and rising prices. So definitely the rising prices are at play, and we're expecting them – the, for example, a conventional five-year fixed mortgage rate to rise from about three percent, middle of last year. These are posted. Of course, uh, individuals yeah. can negotiate lower rates. But this is a benchmark to rise to about four and a quarter by the end of this year, and ultimately to five percent. Um, you know, you've got an aggressive Federal Reserve in the in the U.S. that's talking about very aggressive rate hiking. We think the Bank of Canada should maintain a cautious path, partly because we have a very vulnerable housing sector and a highly indebted household household to boot.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's such an uh, extraordinary time, right, Tony? I mean, none Absolutely. of us have really been here before.
1: Yes, and, and and in normal times, if I like you said earlier, the twenty four percent decline in house prices sounds staggering. Yeah, yeah. These aren't normal times, right. and so in the context of what we're at, I, I call it we've seen an unprecedented surge in housing during the pandemic, and its aftermath will be also
0: similarly unparalleled. Interesting stuff. Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Talk to you later. That is Tony Stilo. Tony is the Director of Canada Economics at Oxford Economics.